0: Today's music was pretty outstanding, wasn't it? Beautiful, beautiful lyrics, beautifully sung. Um, music is such a part of this season, isn't it? It's a powerful part of this season. Not just uh, what we do here in worship, but what you listen to elsewhere. There are, there are many who would claim that it's not Christmas until they've listened to Handel's Messiah. Right? Right? You know, Handel wrote that in 24 days. He didn't leave his house. Some days he forgot to eat. 24 days he wrote that masterpiece. And it has been blessing the world since. I think that's part of the beauty of uh, the good news of Jesus. It's not just a story written in a page, but it has been the influence for art Throughout time, in so many ways, and Handel's Messiah is certainly up there. Um, he, he wrote it, and, and by right wrote it, I mean he, he did all the music for it, right? It was actually his buddy that nobody really knows, Charles Jennings. You heard that name? He, he's the one that wrote the words, or I should say compiled the words, because it's all Scripture. He was the one that, that put all of Scripture together. that that makes up all the lyrics to Handel's Messiah. This beautiful oratory masterpiece that tells the story of, of the incarnation of Jesus. It tells the story of his life, of his death, of his resurrection. The good news of Jesus. All of it. You know what the first word that Jennings put together, he could have started anywhere in Scripture, and he began with the first verse of today's reading, comfort ye. Comfort ye. Comfort. Comfort. That's where it begins. That's where we find ourselves needing, seeking comfort, right? When I talk about seeking comfort, it means I'm looking forward to finding my spot on the couch at home most of the time, right? That's where I find my comfort. Oftentimes I need to move children out of the way and then they just jump on top of me and it's not that comfortable. But, but the comfort that, that Isaiah speaks of is a, a completely different comfort, Right? He speaks of an elusive peace, an elusive coming in the midst of turmoil and giving hope, speaking a word of joy in the midst of misery. This is the comfort Isaiah speaks to. This is the comfort that Jesus brings. This is the comfort that Advent is all about. Not your comfy socks, but the comfort in the midst of darkness, in the midst of despair, in the midst of all the struggle of life. Right? Right? comfort, the, the word Isaiah begins with, is, is really, well, it, it's a response to the, the world that, that Israel and the Israelites found themselves in. It's, it's a responsive word, right? Because what, what they were spe- experiencing was anything but comfort at that time, which is really kind of the way of faith, right? I mean, if you've been to a wedding, you've heard 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, right? But the reality of that is Corinth hated each other, It was the most divided city ever, (laughs) which is saying something today, isn't it? And so in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of angst, in the midst of fighting and and backbiting and all the the struggle, in the midst of that, Paul writes about love. Peace, we've talked about peace. Peace. Paul writes about a peace that surpasses our understanding. You know why he refers it that way? Because this world and our lives are anything but peaceful, aren't they? My days are marked by my raised voice, my frustrations, my anger, my anxiety, my struggle, dare say my depression. Anything but peace. The peace that God offers, the peace that God brings, is well. It doesn't. It, it defies our ability to understand it. There, there shouldn't be peace when this is my life, right? And yet He gives peace or joy, unspeakable joy. You know why it's unspeakable? Be, because it. it It defies the ability to articulate it clearly. It makes no sense when we experience joy in the midst of sadness. And hope, hope, hope doesn't make sense. especially hope, at a tomb. When all we see is death, you can have hope. The contradictory nature of our faith is before us all the time. And so God gives us this word from Isaiah that that says, Comfort comfort. Man, I, I hope that this December, this Advent and Christmas season, you are able to experience and live in all the cheer of, that our world cries out about today, right? It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? Wrong. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is for you, and I celebrate that, and I love that for you. But I know lots of people. This time of year is hard. It's challenging. My calendar is more full than it ever is in December. That's not hard, that's fun. But the expectations... The fact that, that there's so much pressure to make this the best time of year, there's so much that comes with December, isn't there? And, and, and what, what if what if your heart's broken? What if you're still healing? what what, what, what about? You're still battling disease or illness. This is when God comes and speaks his word. Comfort for you. Comfort, hope, peace, joy, love for you. Comfort, all of those things wrapped up in that word. Comfort for you, says the Lord. Do you know what happened right before Isaiah 40. You know what happens in chapter 39 of Isaiah? It's a f- really uplifting chapter. Wrong. <laughs> it's when the Lord, through Isaiah, says, there's going to be a day when you're, you're going to be sent out. You're, you're going to Babylon. Everything you have is going to go on a convoy to another land because they're going to conquer you, and, and you, all the stuff... It's coming down on your head, it's your fault, and the whole nation is getting shipped back. Comfort, right? In fact, chapters 1 through 39 of Isaiah are, are, are really, well, they're, they're harsh. 39 chapters of, not all, but, but mostly the overall tone of it is, Israel, you've messed up. You've lost your first love. You're unfaithful. You're doing it wrong. You're not trusting the Lord. You're not living the way the Lord calls you to live. You're failing at every turn, and and it's going to catch up to you. You're in a world of hurt. You ever feel that way? Like everything you do is wrong, you can't catch a break. You ever feel like those things that once filled you up, you, you go back to that place again and it doesn't work anymore? The place you got joy, the place the things you did that, that brought life to you just don't, don't, don't work anymore? Have, have you been there? All of this is what's happening in Isaiah today. In fact, it's, it's probably best summed up. Not in the book of Isaiah, but the book of Lamentations. Here are these two verses. Didn't you come for a good message today? Yay, right? This is Lamentations, chapter 1. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. How like a widow has she become. She who was great among the nations, she who was a princess among the provinces, has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night, with tears on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has no one to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Does that resonate? Does that resonate? That's what Isaiah is personified as. Everything is going wrong. Everything is a struggle. Everything is hard. They begin to question. All of Isaiah begins to question, uh, just ask questions about their identity. Questions that love the darkness. Maybe you wrestle with these in the dark sometimes. Who am I? What am I? Where am I? Why am I? Ever wrestle with those? What good am I? What can I do? What do I bring? Why am I here? That that's been thirty nine chapters. Maybe for you that's been years. of wrestling and struggling. Walter Brueggemann, who's a well-respected Old Testament scholar, says this about chapter 40. He says that the the space between chapter 39 and chapter 40 has to have a silence. You, You can't go from... Chapter 39 right into chapter 40. you gotta let, You got to sit with 39. you got to sit with all the struggles, all the pain, all the anguish, all the hardship that I, uh, Israel and all that, that we navigate, that we sit in, that we struggle with, that, that you sit on that. And in the midst of that, the Lord finally comes with his good word that says, Comfort you, comfort. The Lord is working and he, he is speaking. Isaiah 40, let me put it this way, one of the greatest movies of all time, any one of them, except for the last ones, is Rocky, right? Come on. If you, if you remember Rocky, this boxer, Sylvester Stallone, gets pulverized in the ring. Doesn't matter who he's fighting, Apollo Creed, Mr. T, whatever his clubber, that was his name. Ivan Drago, the Russian, right? They're in the ring, and Rocky is getting pummeled. Do you feel like Rocky sometimes? And then finally, at some point, a flip is switched. A switch is flipped. Wow. (laughs) And Rocky lands his first left hook, and you know it's on. This is Isaiah 40. God just flipped the switch. Everything changes in these words. Comfort. I know you've been through it. I know you're getting pummeled by this life, but comfort is coming. It's for you. I have spoken, and my word lasts. Comfort. I'm coming for you. I'm on my way. Things are changing. Prepare the way. Because all the rough places are going to become a plain. All the high places are going to be made low. All the low places are going to be made high. So that there is a straight path to your heart with God's comfort. This is the work of the Lord. Now, I'll share with you that I I wish that Isaiah, the Lord spoke in Isaiah 40 and everything was great from there forward, right? But the good news is this is a little bit like Home Alone, Kevin wrestling at home, but his mom's coming, right? Right? And, And that movie goes through every turn. For Kevin, as he wrestles and finds a way to live through ridiculousness, and his mom is finding every way to make it home to her son. That that might be what life is like after the Lord says, Comfort, I'm coming for you. But he's coming. He's coming. He's on his way. I'll make a way to you. That's what the Lord says. That's what the Lord speaks over you this day. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're wrestling with. But I know this. He's coming. He's coming. He's on his way. The tide is turning The story of Jesus is unfolding. His victory has already been won. There may still be weeping in the night. You may still have nights where you question who you are, where you are, why you are, what you are. There is weeping in the night, but as the psalmist reminds us, joy comes in the morning. Comfort ye. His word prevails. His truth prevails. His promise prevails. It shines through the darkest night. So rest in his arms. They're wrapping you. They're holding you. They're protecting you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.